Why does it often feel hard to be loving toward ourselves? Are we born good or evil? Turns out, it might not be such a simple either-or question, and knowing the design of our rebirth can help us trust the process. We explore our spiritual development from infancy to old age, right now, inside Off the Left Eye. Knock, knock. Dr. Jonathan Rose, are you there? It's Chelsea Odner, and Curtis Childs is here with me. Hey, hey. Please let us in. Come on in. Yay! All right. Come on in. <laughs> I was going to say, or I'll have to huff and I'll puff and I'll blow the door in. It wouldn't put it past us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by hook or by crook, we were going to get in here. I'm terrified of you guys. That's that's why I let you in. <laughs> yes. We'll take it. Yep. If it means we can have your attention and get to hear from you some of these gems that you're finding in your editing work. Oh, it's just great. I just keep coming back. I can't get enough. It's so fun for me. And I'm still... Um, working with passages from Secrets of Heaven, Volume 4, and when I think that it's possible that you might come by, I like to have a little collection ready to go. (laughs) And this week's collection is about infancy and old age. I've got one passage that's clearly about infancy. Mm -hmm. The third one's clearly about old age. The one in the middle, you'll see, I I just kind of shoehorned it in there, but... (laughs) 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 But I thought you'd be interested in this one. What do you think of this? This is 3304, and he's talking about what we're born with, which is one of the great questions, like what do we have already on board at the time that we're born? And Swedenborg often emphasizes hereditary inclinations to evil. He says that you're not born with actual evil because the actual evil, you've got to do it yourself. Right. But we are born with inclinations that differ in one family to another, you know, and so he's often emphasizing that. I was so interested to see this. I don't remember seeing anything like this before. This is what he says. Goodness, but not truth, is born into humans. I'll hit pause right Uh. there. Goodness. Wow. So we're born with goodness? Because well, I thought yeah. I heard you say a lot about how we're born with inclinations to evil and everything. But here he says, goodness, goodness, we're, we're born with goodness. Hmm. And then he has a few more things to say about the fact that we're not born with truth. Goodness, but not truth, is born into humans with the result that babies lack any knowledge of truth. Truth has to be learned and then united with goodness. Nice little roadmap. Nice little succinct. That's what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. That is so great. And if memory serves, it was just last week when we were talking about uh, truth that we need to learn. And if we, you know, if we don't. And babies don't don't have it. Right. Yeah. And that we get into lots of trouble usually, you know, (laughs) if we don't, anyway, learn it later. And that's it. Like it's, he's saying it right there that we are born with goodness, but then, and so you can see the goodness in, in an, in a baby, in an infant, but they couldn't point it out to you themselves, you know, like they're just goodness, you know, and then, and then we learn truth and then we can reflect on, oh yeah, that's what goodness is. There it is. Hmm. 
there's this setup where we're we're built with a longing for truth because I know that goodness longs for truth and longs yeah. to unite truth to itself. Mm. So I guess that's what sets us all off on these journeys to find out what life's all about. I love that. It's like just like a magnet. You know, we're all born these truth magnets. We've got this good inside of us that's just like, all right, let me find find the things out there that are going to help me get to know this goodness that's inside of me. That is such an interesting way of looking at it. That has the ring of truth because little children have such a love for learning. You know, everything they're curious about everything and they're poking into everything and yeah. What happens if I stand up next to the coffee table and hold on with one hand and then tip my big head somewhere, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're speaking uh, from personal experience. <laughs> yes. That wouldn't that wouldn't happen if there wasn't a love or a passion that they're not even aware of. They're just living it. But they're interested in everything. I love that it also you know, Swedenborg says in places about how we all are unique vessels of love mm. and wisdom. And it's like, so we each have this goodness inside of us that is not exactly like it all comes from the same source of divine love, but kids are going to have, they're going to gravitate to different things. I was just reflecting on this today because my son has this like instinct for engineering. Like he likes figuring out how things work and he has a knack for it too, you know, but he's always studying and thinking about that. And that just like, nope, it's not in me. Like I'll stare at something and be like, that's broken, but I can't do anything <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> like, I don't have that love. Yeah. Is that what gives us our character? Right. To like an extent. Personality. Yeah. What, why do people have these interests? Why are some people born yeah. really interested in engineering or music is it because we have this kind of goodness in us that's pushing us to to find the truth man mm. that's really fascinating it's so great it's not about figuring out like yeah it makes sense of why we're like hungry for truth or like pay attention to the truth or the ideas or the information that you feel hungry for not for its own sake but because what Swedenborg is teaching us is like that, that hunger and truth is going to give you this reflection, this insight into the goodness that, that is wanting to, to flow out through you. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, that's what you need. You always see in, in documentaries or something where there's an astronaut, they always say, well, ever since I was little, I, I had an interest in space. And when I saw the <laughs> shuttle launch on TV, I said to my mom, can I be an astronaut? Is it because some whatever whatever goodness would lead you to the kinds of things that astronaut? Yeah. Man, that's interesting. So I I love that. I it just seems like it makes sense out of so many things. So I I have some kind of goodness about video games inside me. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, right. and you know what? Like everybody in my family has some kind of goodness that makes them long for the truth about how Minecraft works, and that just doesn't exist in me. <laughs> like, I just shut down if you start talking to me about Minecraft. It's just not in me. That's really great. So now I come to our rather shoehorned passage. Um, um, 
it's interesting that, okay, as you grow and develop, at first you're, you know, everything's confusing. I mean, on the truth side of it, I, is this right? Is that right? I don't know. And your teachers tell you this and somebody else tells you that, or you see something on TV and you don't know what's correct. And, uh, but over time you get more and more firm and, and people like to praise a quality of like somebody's really, you know, strong in the, in the truth and unyielding, you know, won't back down and, and those kind of qualities. Uh, Swedenborg has some interesting things to say about that. In number 3321, our earthly self accepts truth much later and with much more difficulty than our rational self does. The result is combat, which lasts quite a long time and does not end until the vessels in our earthly self for receiving goodness have been softened by inward trial. Truth is just a vessel for receiving goodness, and the vessel becomes harder the more rigid we are about truth. The more rigid we are, the heavier the battle if we are to be reborn. Accordingly, since this is what happens in the earthly self, to unite truth with goodness there, I forgot to mention at the beginning that this comes up in a passage about Esau where Jacob is about to play him and, and talk him out of his birthright right. because Esau is exhausted on the verge of death. He's been out hunting, I think, oh. and, and, uh, and Jacob has some soup, but he's not going to give it to him. He'll sell it to him <laughs> for his birthright. But Jacob is quite a character. Um, and so it says, uh, accordingly, this is what happens in the earthly self to unite truth with goodness there. And it is accomplished through the struggles of inward trial. And that's why the biblical text repeats, I'm worn out. <laughs> uh, I'm worn out. That's amazing. <laughs> but that is so powerful, that idea. And I think it, again, comes to life with our definition of truth as the things that lead to God because where he says the rational mind accepts truth much earlier than the earthly mind does. It seems like earthly mind accepts all kinds of truth. It, right. it knows where, ah. how do you get from 76 to 276 highway? Okay. Yeah. The earthly mind accepts all kinds of facts and things, but if truth are these ideas that lead us to an acknowledgement of God and a love for the neighbor, I could Good certainly vessels. see how yeah, the, the the rational mind is like, all right, I'll, I'll suck in those parameters. I'll absorb those parameters. And the earthly mind, it's now I want to go try all this other stuff first and then finally <laughs> get to the point where it's mm. got those ideas. And then you got to then, okay, fine. I'll acknowledge that as a principle. And then you got to keep beating that principle until it finally accepts goodness in it, love in it. Mm. And it's a softening process. I mean, I was so struck that it said that being rigid is just going to make the whole process longer. You know, <laughs> yes. uh, it, 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 They're supposed to be softened. Uh, so kind of being adamant is a word Swedenborg uses in other passages. For some reason, the only analogy that's coming to my mind is changing babies' diapers. Like if they're tight and holding their legs together and struggling, then you're like, this is going to take longer. <laughs> but if you just relax, we can just get relax. this over with. <laughs> 
real quick. <laughs> Go with the process. That's right. The heavier the battle, that's all you get for being that adamant about things that may not be accurate. Uh, yes, is right? that your battle's going to last longer and be harder? Also, tongue depressors. When they're trying oh. to look in the back of your throat, but you can't oh, get goodness. your tongue to cooperate. <laughs> and it's and you're just like, yeah, I want them to be done poking my tongue, but I can't stop it from getting in the way. <laughs> the more it resists, the longer it goes. <laughs> the longer it goes. What you resist persists, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but totally the softening. It helps me recognize like, again, this sort of like spiritual practice principle or something of, you know, having humility, but kind of holding, not being too rigid, obviously, but understanding the reason for that is like, don't get too like attached or too gripped or holding these ideas that you have about, you know, life so tightly. Because if you just, you know, not that you don't want any ideas, like it's useful to have vessels, you know, they just have to be kind of soft. And then and then you can let the, the goodness in or be redirected or let go of them if they need to be let go of whatever, you know, so... Amazing. Why this came to mind in connection with aging was that the literally the hardening of the vessels, you know, like yeah. uh, a big health problem is if those vessels aren't Soft. flexible, Yeah, you know, a, a number of bad things happen. I'm not saying that people who have hardening of the arteries have this spiritual hardening of the arteries. They have a similar effect on two different levels, but there's not a one-to-one correlation in that individual. But uh, very interesting that you... You want suppleness in, in how you hold these principles because the whole thing is supposed to lead you to compassion. Yeah. It's supposed to lead mm. you to, to love, to appreciating people. And if you're too adamant about, no, this is wrong and, you know, these people are wrong and that's the wrong way to think about this. It, it's not flexible enough to allow that goodness in that's the whole point. I just love yeah, that. Wow. That's so cool. And finally, a passage that is genuinely about old age. This is number 3254. And Swedenborg talks about the correspondence of old age, which is, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> he sort of has this opening sentence, the information comes in the wrong order sort of thing. But the reason it is newness or a new stage that old age symbolizes huh. on an inner level is that angels the intended audience of the word's inner meaning. Fascinating use of the expression intended audience. I thought that was really interesting. He did some market research. The angels and us. Angels have no idea of time. So they know nothing of time-related concepts such as the different eras of a person's life, (laughs) childhood, youth, young adulthood, full adulthood, and old age. Wow. Instead, they replace them all with the idea of states. For the period of childhood, they picture an innocent state. For the period of youth and young adulthood, what's that going to be? Rebellion or something? (laughs) No, youth and young adulthood is a state of desire for goodness and truth. Nice. Mm. For full adulthood, a state of understanding. Hmm. And for old age, a state of wisdom. And then he says, in old age, we pass from temporal concerns to the concerns of timeless life and therefore put on a new state. As a result, old age symbolizes newness. 
Oh, that's the best. If you th- if you don't know wisdom and newness, you don't know ARP. <laughs> ARP. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, is that an ad campaign that people remember they used to yeah. have? You don't I remember know that. ARP. Okay. That's really funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really love that. The timelessness, thinking about states. I just think that's great. And I love, I guess, it's one of those things where hearing hearing Swedenborg write something like that, it's funny how, again, these are the hardness of our ideas and stuff. They like resist more loving thoughts because <laughs> I feel like there's this part of me that resists that feels like, no, old age has to means like more suffering or things getting harder, like sort of like, how dare you think of this next phase of your life as being new or having new opportunities. I don't know. There's like this culture that tries to get us to think that that old age is like things going downhill or something. Yeah. But this feels like a much more lovey soft thing to be like it's newness. Like let go of those temporal concerns. Now you're just you get to be new, you get to just live start living the timelessness life cuz that's what eternity is going to be anyway. So I feel like that's that's a great perspective. Yeah, I love the sequenceless states where it's saying instead of a progression from one to the other like you experience in a physical life they're just there's all these different states of life yes. and yeah. they can pop up anytime and we sort of experience that in the physical world because even though we go through the states one after the other once you experience them through other people all the time like when you have yeah kids suddenly you're really right. back tuned into the yeah. state of childhood we w- watch movies and read books about people in these different phases of life right you know people who are in those phases so there is this non-time bound experience that we have of these states but i guess in the other life you kind of can bounce around yourself between these that all, that all have their part in an eternal life i love this recasting like recasting youth as desire for goodness and truth. And I, I think that's absolutely true. A, a lot of young people are very idealistic and they have energy for changing the world and this sort of thing. And so often depicted in movies and so on as, as being just petulant and you know angry. And yeah, I know people go through those states, but I, I love the recasting and also the recasting of old age as newness and as stepping into timelessness, uh, timeless concerns, you know, things that are really eternally important. It's it's not as important whether you took your pill this morning or not. It's like, what is your relationship with other people, you know? Or how do you hold your childhood? Or as you were saying, you know, uh, where are you in this process? And I love that recast. I think you could develop a whole philosophy out out of that couldn't you for caring for people in different states of life yes and i hope someone does and maybe even someone listening to us right now maybe we're inspiring people to do just that so yeah it is really powerful to reframe the ages of life into these their correspondential states like this and it just makes me appreciate all the phases of life, I think, in just such a deeper way. So that's just awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Jonathan and Curtis. As always, this has been such a revelatory conversation. Oh, what a good way to spend an afternoon. A profound delight. Thank you for coming by. Oh, yes. And you know, we will again. So we look forward to then. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. All passages quoted in this episode are sneak peeks from upcoming volumes of the New Century Edition translation of Secrets of Heaven. If you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to Swedenborg.com slash donate. And thank you for listening. <laughs>